Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 381, the BAM episode. I'm in the host seat. Joining me today is Stephen Rue. Don't worry, Miranda will be back. Miranda oh. will be back. She had to take a break today. This Brandon Tyrell. This is going to be a beautiful train wreck. All right, let's do it. And Mark Medina. Why are you guys wearing the same shirt? <laughs> we planned it. <laughs> we were like, we're going to be on Unlocked. We got a match. We got to look good. That's not what then happened. Why would that you wear green exactly shirts? Right. Denim on top, denim on bottom. Ryan is out at Dice, and for some reason they let me host. I don't know what's happening. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Apex Legends hit 25 million players. We're going to talk about that and all of the news on the show this week. Let's get right into it with Apex. <clears throat> we had some spicy takes on IGN. We had some spicy takes on Twitter. And now we're going to have spicy positivity right now because Apex Legends is awesome. Right, Steven? I, f- I love it. 25 <laughs> I love million it. players. <laughs> 25 Steven's million players. the energy. <laughs> Two million concurrence, two million concurrence That's hit at one time. Crazy. And if you guys have watched Shroud play, he is a freaking monster yeah. at this game. Yeah. Are you playing Apex, Brandon? I am. So I actually went. Uh, I went to the uh, sort of with you and you, Stephen. Yeah. Stephen. Boom. That wasn't there. I, I wasn't there. Um, that was CJ. It all blends together, man. <laughs> uh, we were at okay. Anthem. We were with at Anthem. A Canadian. We were you went Anthem. with a Canadian. Oh, I went with CJ. Yes, yeah. uh, the other Canadian. Um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Uh, it was good. It was good at the preview event. I really enjoyed what I played. Came, uh, got back to IGN, got looped in with other work, and actually just played it again for the first time this weekend. Yeah. Man, that game is good. That game is so good. Mm. I'm really, really enjoying it. And this is coming from a guy who doesn't play Battle Royale games. Like, it's got this weird sort of blackout, kind of meets Overwatch-esque vibe to it. And uh, even if... Like me, Blackout uh, Battle Royale games are kind of intimidating just because I don't have the time to learn the weapons or the maps or sort of any any of that kind of stuff. This is easy to jump into, and I like I don't feel like a total piece of garbage when I mm-hmm. lose and like drag my team down. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice. And I won uh, won a round. I won my third game ever. Another first oh, spot. Nice, right here. nice, dude. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Yes. What, what's crazy to me is just like the phenomenon. I just opened up my Twitch right now. Mm. 522 viewers wow. for Apex. Second place is Fortnite at 106. And wow. that's well over a week after the game's come out. Oh, and so it's 522,000. I was like, I was like, wow, that's really he low. Said 520, <laughs> he said 522. Only 522 like, people are watching. It really dropped that off. Is, uh, that is decidedly worse than yesterday. <laughs> and it, it, it's one of those things where everybody, uh, when the game first came out, it's like, look, it's it's stomping on all the other Battle Royales. And I was like, okay, well, every Battle Royale that comes out yeah. is number one on Twitch for at least his first few days. Yeah. And what Blackout happened with Radical Heights, yeah. it yeah. just happens. Well, but a week, it, yeah. over a week later, it's still going this strong, and like every day, Vince is like, "Hey guys, we we just hit this milestone. We just we just did this. We just broke this record." Yeah, a game is. It seems like it's here to stay. Looking mm. into the future, we got a battle pass on the way. They're going to be doing a Valentine's Day event. Stephen, how are you liking uh, Apex? Like, <laughs> how are you liking uh, Apex? That game. I stay up till three a.m. <laughs> Every night playing with Sean Finnegan and James Duggan, and it is obviously terrible for my health, but I can't get enough of it. I, I, like like Mark said, I think it's here to stay. Um, I saw a stat earlier. Fortnite had 100 million players total, but it took them, I think, two months to hit 25 million, and Apex hit that in a week, wow. mm-hmm. which is insane. Here's the thing about that game. It takes all of the Battle Royale things that you would expect, the the diving in, the, the weapon gearing up systems, and... It elevates them all. It makes them all better. It, it's like a refining of the genre and almost perfection, I would say. Like it's it's absolutely yeah. excellent. In and, my opinion. and I love that it is not an early access game because I'm so used to like uh, games coming out in early access. Mm-hmm. Like this is an alpha. This is going to be buggy, and it, it does feel buggy and it feels janky. And I feel like that takes away from the gameplay experience. This is AAA, super polished. And I think as we see more battle royales come out, they're going to take from each other. Yeah. And the next battle royale could be even bigger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember we were talking about it. Uh, we we like we said we knew about it a few days before it uh, was announced, and uh, everybody kept calling it early access. Everybody kept saying, "Oh, on Monday Apex releases an early access," and we kept having to correct nope. everybody. No, I was like, "No, this is help. this is final release." And I thought this is either going to go super well or it's going to be a train wreck because if a beta like when Red Dead. Uh, online's beta came out and it's like it wasn't good or even like radical heights was early early access it's kind of like yeah but it's all forgivable because it's just a beta you know Mm -hmm. anthems load screens don't work but it's fine it's just a beta so i'm like 
it's going to be really worrisome if something happens. And, and it's like, I'm so glad that that didn't happen. I'm so glad that it came out and it just worked. I, yeah. I know betas and alphas are designed to find these bugs and you're going to have to deal with these bugs for consumers. But do you think that is actually hurting the game overall? What? Betas like being super janky and there's a lot of problems with them. I will say that the the early release for Anthem, the demo, the yeah. actually VIP demo, that was definitely negative overall. Yeah, I, I think once people got in and got to experience that game, it was good. But they additionally have this weird staggered release coming up yeah. where early access is going to be available to PC only and then 10 hours on Xbox. And sorry, PlayStation fans. But it's fine. They got this beautiful chart telling yeah, you. Yeah, they have... <laughs> The, the chart thing, it's ridiculous, and hopefully they don't do that. I love that Apex Legends just dropped. And uh, it, it's sort of weird bringing up Anthem for a second to see that a few weeks back, everyone's like, Anthem's going to have microtransactions. Oh, my God. EA is going to ruin Bioware. And that's like what the whole internet's saying. And then this week, Apex Legends comes out. It has microtransactions, and nobody cares. Yeah, that's true. Nobody cares. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a... Look, there's a little bit of a difference, right? Because Apex Legends is free to play, A. Mm -hmm. And B, uh, you know, when we were speaking with Respawn and specifically Drew McCoy, who's who's a designer on that game, um, their whole mantra was transparency. It was, yes, we are going to have microtransactions. This is a free game if we want to make money on it, which, you know, you make something you deserve to make money on it. Um, they need to have some sort of monetization you know, uh, plan in place, and they do. It's microtransactions. You can buy things piecemeal. You can buy guns, things in skins. packs. You can yeah. buy, yeah. Gun skins, not guns. But yeah. you yes. can also buy heroes. You can buy heroes as well, and that's sort of like the approach they're going to take is very League of Legends style mm -hmm. or Dota style where, you know, every season they'll have rotating heroes coming in that you can purchase or that'll be free to play. You can earn them for free. You can earn them for free. Um, but, like, say you just don't ever unlock a hero and you you never buy a hero. You know, next season, maybe Mirage comes in, right, mm -hmm. as, as, a, as a playable hero, and then they pull out another one, like Lifeline or something. Yeah. And the oh, heroes are so I balanced. I, I, awesome. The heroes are so balanced, I didn't feel like I was at a disadvantage not unlocking them straightforward. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, we, I agree. We it's, mentioned in our review, uh, our the reviewer said like, which is live right now. You should yeah, go check it out. Uh, that uh, like, yeah, you can grind or pay money for the new heroes. But just so you know, these heroes are no more powerful mm -hmm. than the six that are available to you right now. And that's and that's one of the other things they said was like, it is a different way to play. It's not a better way to play. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think their transparency, the balance is phenomenal. Where when you go to the Apex Pack screen, it tells you. Look, you have redundancy protection. You are guaranteed a legendary every thirty packs or something like that. Mm -hmm. You, you, you know, there are all these steps they took. I'm assuming as lessons learned from like Battlefront and other games that had sort of loot packs in them, um, and and they have all of these different ways to explain that. Like, look, this is not a cash grab. You will get new stuff. Mm -hmm. um, this is just one alternative to purchase. Right? Like, if you want a lot of different things, buy a pack. If you want something bespoke, buy that. Mm -hmm. Very, very true. I, it's I, literally how they're keeping the game alive. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, look, if you make something, you deserve to make money. Mm -hmm. it. Like that is, sure. that is what I think. And this is one of probably the best examples in recent memory of a game that doesn't force you to buy anything. It's not predatory. It is just there. Do you guys think that they're going to be able to maintain this level of hype, we'll call it, um, going forward? Yeah, so I think Battle Royale games in general are driven by the streaming community largely. Mm -hmm. um, and All the big streamers are playing Apex Legends, right. and that's why it's number one in the directory. So you remember when PUBG was out, mm -hmm. and everyone played PUBG. When Fortnite came out, it, there was a little uh, slower adoption, I think, but like then everyone figured out like what Fortnite was, mm -hmm. and it was the game. You know, um, Radical Heights came out, and just the sort of new novelty of each of these Battle Royale games makes it sort of the flavor of the week. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of see how the long tail plays out. So The Calling I, came out. Let's, no, that one's not a good example. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think glossing over that one. <laughs> uh, I think that this game is fun enough, and this game is uh, sort of um, varied enough. There's enough uh, different layers of detail and difficulty to it that I think this one is probably here to stay. We'll see what happens when Battlefield comes out. I think that'll be uh, played for probably a week or so, and then that'll be the real tell of do people go back to Fortnite? Do people go back to PUBG? That Battlefield's going to be a weird one, I think, because it's a known quantity. Mm -hmm. I think people kind of know what to expect from a Battlefield game, and it's not going to be interesting enough to hold hold everybody's interest. Hi, hi one-shot camera that I'm randomly on by myself. 
Look at this How's baby. It going? Look at this baby. <laughs> Good to see everybody. Look at those baby blues. You. Uh, your shirt yeah. really brings out your eyes. <laughs> but but also, I Steven's shirt really brings out your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't think uh, Battlefield because it's not a new product is going to necessarily take away from that. It might temporarily, but I think people will go back to Apex for a long time. Speaking of Respawn, good news hey. for Titanfall fans. A premium Titanfall experience is on the way later this year, apparently. Here's what it says, according to the run of show I didn't write. On Twitter, CEO Vince Zampella teased, there is more than just Apex Legends in Respawn's future, saying, we are also working on more Titanfall for later in the year. He continued by saying, we love being able to experiment in this crazy universe. On a call reporting Q3 financial results for EA, the company said its plans to introduce a premium Titanfall experience, which likely means a traditional non-free-to-play game later this year, and that it will be a twist. A twist on the franchise M. Night Shyamalan style. No additional details were revealed. So here's the question I'm supposed to ask according to the runner show. So not Titanfall 3, since they already said they weren't making that, but something else? Yeah. Hopefully a single-player experience thing since Apex is their big multiplayer game right now. Does it say yeah, single-player? Yeah, we, we talked, we talked oh, about this last week, and uh, it's it's – yeah, I was very – it was like kind of weird because everyone's like, "Oh, see, so Titanfall three is still coming out." And that was like literally after hours after they had said mm-hmm. we have not even begun production on Titanfall three. Yeah, and so everyone's like, "Oh, wait, it is coming out this year." And I'm like, yeah, it takes longer than like seven months to make a game, guys. But okay, uh, we kind of theorized on what it could be. And we came up with, we have no idea. <laughs> like, oh we don't know if it's going to be like an RTS. It's obviously not going to be, uh, you know, Titanfall 3. I swear, I, I, I was. Yes, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. We have B roll on the video version right now. I was watching and I was like, oh man, this looks like an early version of Apex Legends. Then I realized, wait, <laughs> this, this is Titanfall, is Titanfall 2. 2. And, <laughs> and boy, do I miss this map. Oh, yeah. It was so fun. Uh, that's a that's a real good game, everybody. Titanfall Two is and I actually uh, somebody brought up. I, I'm sorry, I don't remember who it was, but somebody brought up in one of our stand up meetings that people have seen an uptick in Titanfall Two multiplayer. Oh, yeah, uh, it's Brian on sale Altano. on Altano. sale yeah. for six bucks. Like all right of a sudden, now, everybody's which is like, insane. every everybody's playing Apex, and they're like, wait, they who made this game? Okay, I'm gonna go back and try. Yeah. Titanfall. So yeah. I, I reviewed Titanfall 2, and I can say if you like playing Apex Legends and you like sort of the feel and the movement of it, just pick up Titanfall 2 for $6. It yeah. is yeah. such a good game. Uh, the single player was one of my favorite parts of it, and the multiplayer is fantastic. Like, mm-hmm. There's no part of this game that isn't really good. Uh, I think I gave it like a 9 or something around there. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, check out the review if you like it. I strongly urge people to pick it up. Like Respawn just knows what they're doing in the shooter space. Well, I think that's why people are very excited about Apex. It's like a lot of people just want are happy to see Respawn like get a win. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Titanfall 2 commercially just got sandwiched in between uh, Battlefield 1 and Infinite Warfare. Yeah. And it just like you know, it kind of just kind of just passed you by. And, and it's like, no, it's like it's this really, really good game. And and nobody played it, it seems. And so it's like now it's like it's it's really cool to see them like get the like just service that they deserve. Yeah, yeah for sure. Steven, did you play much TF2? Uh, I did not play a lot of TF2. Team Fortress too? Because, <laughs> like because you guys you said, were, uh, it did get cannibalized in between those two releases. And it's weird because it feels like they're doing that again with Firestorm, the Battlefield's uh, Battle Royale, mm, and yeah. Anthem. Like a lot of people have been saying this. Yeah. Unexpected launch of Apex Legends is just going to kill Anthem and uh, Firestorm. So. Everyone's been saying Anthem's going to die repeatedly on all the internets. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I keep very, saying. I'm like, very let it come out like, first. I feel like they serve such. We talked about that yeah. last week too. And it's like I feel like they serve such different audiences because Anthem doesn't have PvP. No, nope. exactly. And so it's kind of like I don't really understand where a battle royale cannibalizes a single, not a single player game, mm-hmm. but a a shared world shooter mm-hmm. that isn't competitive yeah exactly. yeah i don't really see how they exist now firestorm firestorm <laughs> yes firestorm <laughs> it's not looking great <laughs> yeah i i really thought look i i i don't pretend to know what happens behind the scenes or anything there are much mm-hmm. smarter people than me making these decisions but you know last 
Last no, go, Brandon. Last, last go round, we saw Titanfall <laughs> two get sort of eclipsed by the two yep. biggest shooters on one week of either side of it. Mm-hmm. Now we're seeing EA release, or you know, uh, I guess Respawn re- has released Apex Legends. You know, a week or two before Anthem, right before Firestorm. So I don't, I don't really know what the game plan is there. I think you're right. I think that when Anthem comes out, people are going to obsessively play it because that game feels really good to play. I'm going to obsessively play it. Yep. Um, I think I think it's actually perfect. The situation is perfect for a guy like Destin, mm-hmm. who plays Destiny almost fanatically <clears throat> because he loves both the PvE and the PvP. Mm-hmm. In Anthem, you're going to get that PvE where you Definitely. get you get to do your Diablo style loot grind. At and the it end. takes it's like space space sort of oh, Dest- feel Destiny for sure space yeah if you guys knew that definitely mass effect dead space anthem's gonna be great dead space is great you there's Destiny. a picture of you floating around in a dead space costume that's there, right Lord. there is yeah oh that's awesome remember <laughs> from oh, like years oh, ago oh, oh. It's you i thought you meant somebody photoshopped me oh, no, floating no, 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 in space no no, no. this is something you handcrafted <laughs> and put on by yourself i sure did yep uh anyway uh, I think that with Anthem, you're going to get that Diablo-style endgame loot grind that you kind of like obsessively love to do yeah. and, and get sort of the best build possible and then get the best build on the next. Oh, but I also love Battle Royales, Brandon. Where am I going to get that? If you love Battle Royales, then when you've already finished all your strongholds <laughs> and such for the week, jump into Apex Legends. Oh, my goodness. Another fine electronic arts property. He's correct. Yeah, yeah so, so that, I, that's I, exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, I, th- I think streamers are really going to jump into Anthem. Um, it'll be the hot, the hot thing for a week or two, mm-hmm. and then people are going to go back to Apex Legends. But Anthem's also got post-launch content coming out, mm-hmm. uh, which actually looks fairly meaty. So yeah. um, I think you're going to see people continuously go back to Anthem sort of the same way they go back to Destiny, yeah. which is every couple weeks, every couple months, you jump back in, you check out the new content, you check out what they've changed on the servers because they can control everything by flipping le- levers and pushing buttons. Um, That's how they do it. They have this big board with a bunch of levers and it's like kind of steampunk, Tesla coils. <laughs> they didn't need to set it up that way. They could have just you know typed stuff into a computer, but they said no. We it's want cooler. levers and buttons. Cooler. This will look this much cooler. Style also, to be clear, we we don't know actually anything about Firestorm, right? Like we keep talking about it no. sandwich. We have no idea when that's actually coming out. Yeah, or, I think the or only, if it's even coming. They, they've shown like a really short trailer of it, right? Has it ever been playable in any capacity? No, but they've shown a trailer where it's like there's literally like a fire circle. Yeah, and that's it. Then the fire circle is probably pushing yeah. everybody towards the oh, center. Yeah. Hence firestorm yeah i yeah. got it got it <laughs> war's hell uh yeah it sure is i think we should probably stop talking about firestorm considering we have zero idea of how that game plays if it comes out and it plays incredibly well that's the great thing about this battle royale space right now is that there is if you come and you bring the goods people will play your game yeah for sure looking for in-depth discussions about the process of making video games from the very people who actually make them then ign is happy to present starburns audio's upcoming podcast humans who make games hosted by comedian and adam ruins everything star adam conover humans who make games offers insight into the origins of games like spelunky binding of isaac and more from the people who made them the first episode will be with binding of isaac developer edmund mcmillan Stay tuned for more from humans who make games on IGN and be sure to subscribe to the show's Apple podcast feed for new episodes as they debut. We got two more EA stories. One that I just brought up on my phone. Speaking of Anthem, BioWare has partnered with Neil Blomkamp to develop a cool little live action short for the Anthem thing. Here's the press release from this morning. Today, EA and Neil Blomkamp the Academy Award-winning director of District, District 9, 9, Elysium, and Chappie, have announced they have collaborated on Conviction, an original live-action short film based on Bioware's Anthem. In Conviction, Blomkamp brings the vast world of Anthem to life with his own story set decades before the beginning of the game. He has a bunch of quotes and such, but he's really excited to work in the world of Anthem. And Neil Blomkamp, if you don't know, he did the Halo shorts back in the day. Yep. And uh, he- they are phenomenal. I yeah. love, love what he does with, like... Uh, uh, CGI basically integrated into real world settings. He's really, really good. Yeah, I mean, he was he was on deck to direct the Halo movie before that all fell apart. <sighs> I still want that to happen, man. I know. Yeah, it would have been awesome. It's a Neil, curse. Peter Jackson, what are you guys doing? <laughs> curse. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he has proven that he really knows his sci fi space. And like District Nine came out of. I, I think if you watch District Nine again, correct me if I'm wrong, but like at one point, some of the props from 
what would have been the Halo ah. movie were used in District Nine. I think you see a Jeep that's basically a warthog. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, and <laughs> I a, think you see ARs too that have like a, a couple of assault rifles that yeah. were repainted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he he definitely knows what he's doing and like. Man, those Halo shorts were so good. Yeah, they were absolutely excellent. So look forward to that soon. Uh, the next actual story that was on the run of show. Well, while we're on EA still, they've announced plans to deliver new entries in both the Need for Speed and Plants vs. Zombies franchises. Plants vs. Zombies fans, I hope that gets you excited because none of us know anything about Plants vs. Zombies. We agreed to toss to Steven for So we're going to toss to Steven, who's played who the expert. least Steven. <laughs> What do you think of anthropomorphic plants versus uh, zombies that eat brains? Told him before the show not to do this. So I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Plant zombies, awesome. <laughs> plants versus zombies, IGN.com. Awesome. Nine out of ten. <laughs> what more could you want? Yeah, I, I am a big Need for Speed fan, though. So here's what we have from the press release. In a recent press release, EA COO and CFO Blake Jorgen said, so the publisher will deliver new plants versus zombies and Need for Speed titles Although details on upcoming entries have not been revealed yet, Jorgensen also said EA will grow Apex Legends and related Titanfall experience and add Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order to our sports titles in the fall. Nice. Plants vs. Zombies is a huge franchise for them. Mark, you know, yep. you know Call of Duty. Yep. Do you remember when they did Garden Warfare? I do. Yeah? I like those games. I actually yeah, they're good. I actually do remember that. Yeah. It was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Are we gonna get a battle royale? <laughs> I hope we I want a battle royale. Need for Speed. How would that even work? <laughs> Cars. Need, need for Speed is an interesting one because, like, that franchise kind of is. Like, I don't actually want. It that. kind of is like in a weird space right now because, like, the last game that came out did not review well, and it's it's kind of like we have this like Forza and and what's the PlayStation one? I forget. No PlayStation. Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo. <laughs> there it is. I don't play racing games. And it's like, it's kind of like, where does Need for Speed kind of fit in there? And and so it's, I'm interested to see what they what they change with that franchise. Because the last one yeah. did not do so well. Yeah. I mean, NFS has always been like the arcade-y. Mm -hmm. Crash mode. Flavor. Yeah. It was sort of sort of somewhere between like a Forza and a Burnout. Yeah. Well, no, it was always so big on like, you could play as the cops. And yeah. It was really so fun. Most Wanted, you could like do mm -hmm. cops versus not cops yeah there's only two kinds of people in this world cops versus cops civilians and non -cops. but it's like the last one looked like the opening scene of like the fourth fast and the furious movie yeah. like it looked kind of heisty and then it came out and it was not it was not good. i've never watched the fast and furious movie before What's You've funny? never seen any of the Fast and the Furious movies? I've actually only ever seen Tokyo Drift. You need to watch ever. Fast Five. Right, so the movie you starts. You need to watch Fast Five. The movie starts. All right, you know <laughs> what? Screw this. I'm They're just going to say the rest of Unlocked is a recap of the Fast and the Furious. Here we go. Yeah, go. All right. Go he by. drives under the semi for at least a quarter of a mile. <laughs> quarter of a mile, something you're going to hear a lot in this oh, film. In that's what films. you live your life by. Quarter mile at a time, right? 100%. Exactly. Got it. Definitely. Yeah. I can't believe you haven't seen Tokyo Drift. That's like. No, I have. Oh, you have? I think I saw the first one like 10 years ago, but the only one I remember is Tokyo Drift. Interesting. <laughs> I love how they managed Tokyo to bring Drift that franchise great. back from the brink. Yeah. They did yeah, one. Thanks to it The was, Rock. So yeah. what's the draw? Is it like good storytelling? No! It's, no. It's, it's an action movie I've now. always just thought they were super cheesy and cringy, so I never watched them. That's it's a popcorn flick. Go so, see Fast is, Five, Stephen. That's the only one you need to watch, they, and if you're not in after that, you're dead to me. They kind of started as like a, I don't know, like, Cops crime drama. It was, it was an excuse to race cars in a movie. Yeah, setting. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they they just leaned hard into action. Like once yeah. The Rock came on, they just became like big budget action. I, I saw a yeah. picture the other day, and it was like it was like it was like the ten year challenge or whatever. And it was a door with a bunch of like speakers, and they're all colorful and stuff. And then it's like Fast and Furious ten years ago, and then Fast and Furious now, and it's just a door with a ton of guns <laughs> <laughs> basically it used to be all like flashy special effects and now it's like they don't they Shooting. try to not use yeah. as many special effects so it's like they're slower but what you're seeing is actually like but real. they drive cars between skyscrapers so like <laughs> yeah. you know you can do that if i get a copy of Fa if i get a copy of fast five and set it up in the demo room will you guys watch fast sure, five yeah. with me? it is my favorite fast and the that's furious movie great. Oh, yeah. Do I need to see Fast Four for? No, you do not. I'll, I'll fill you catch in. you up, yeah. man. Don't worry. He was a cop. Now he's not. He fe so freed Dom, and now they're all the gangs back. Paul together. Walker. The last one Paul Walker was in was four. Correct? No, no. Paul Walker was seven. In seven. Yeah. 
There's seven is the seven? one where yeah, <laughs> Wait, how oh, many are the total? Uh, they're on eight, eight is already out, right. and Hobbs and Shaw is a spinoff, but it's the ninth film in the frame. When Hobbs and Shaw like got teased, everyone had such a strong reaction to it. I was just like, who the heck are these people? <laughs> yeah, I know. It doesn't matter. That's the secret sauce. Dude. <laughs> one of them killed Han, and now he gets his something own about a baby. Like he didn't kill a baby. So how they're not uh, talking about the fact Idris Elba is a, he's has a superpowers. Now. <laughs> All right. It happens. When the metal door closes, he starts punching through. You'll, un- <laughs> you'll understand after Fast Five. Okay. okay. <laughs> I I really doubt it, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, just make Need for Speed like that, EA. Sorry for that tangent. <laughs> Actually, that's not a bad idea. Why not just buy the Fast and the Furious license and then slap that bad boy on there? There you go. Yeah. Need for Speed, Fast and the Furious edition. They, well, they kind of they partnered did, with they Forza. They did that with uh, Forza. Yeah, yeah. they mm. put a bunch of the fast cars in Forza. Yeah, and you know what? I downloaded it. And I wanted to drive that charger, and I did. It was great. Quite the story. It's a great story. No, wait. <laughs> I downloaded it because I wanted to drive the cars, yeah. and I did. And the Supra. I think the oh, Supra was in there. Cool. We're only 25 minutes and 13 seconds in, and we've already had a Fast and the Furious tangent. So, Well, get ready to have your mind blowing. blowing? Shaggy is not going to be in Mortal Kombat 11. Shaggy's out. During NetherRealm's combat cast stream via my brain because <laughs> I watched it, and Tyler Lansdowne who said it. I don't know why I'm why this says another outlet. Wait, I watched it anyway. The company revealed that Cabal will be back on the roster. Cabal, a fan favorite, but also confirmed that we won't be seeing seeing Shaggy on the list. Community manager Tyler Lansdowne shut down fan dreams, saying Shaggy will not be in the game ever. Sorry, dead meme. It was kind of this ongoing joke. Yeah. About Shaggy being what, in the who game. Is Sh- I mean, I, I Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant like and he Sugar. Was, he was in like our office. <laughs> he was in our office like two weeks ago, right? Yeah, yeah. Matthew Lillard. Well, yeah. Matthew Lillard was. Yeah, Sh- Shaggy is <laughs> Shaggy. Not a cartoon character. Shaggy was in our <laughs> in a, in Yeah, a there was some meme universe. about him like becoming a god, mm-hmm. and then so then it was like, oh my god, he doesn't. He only used half Dude. percent of his power, or whatever. Oh, so then it's like, oh, now he's going to be in Mortal Kombat and. And they were like, no. So this Shaggy? <laughs> so this yeah, is Yeah, well, that was the whole thing. It was like everybody was like, oh, so he needs to be in Mortal Kombat because he's like this god. He's going like, to rip people apart or whatever. And then they were like, no. So this is an internet thing. Got it. Mm-hmm. It's just Stay an no more. internet thing. Okay. So, so let me also, tell you guys. Let's do this a little bit differently then. Who would you like to see as a guest character in Mortal Kombat that makes sense? I still want Spawn. Yeah, I, I would go Spawn as well. Yeah, I think absolutely. playing Spawn in SoCal 2 was mm-hmm. one of my favorite fighting game experiences. Yeah. Uh, I'll take uh, Luke Hobbs from the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> yeah, Heck yeah, Mark. that dude's a beast. Bringing it back. He's <laughs> <laughs> a beast. Oh my god, that's I'm the rock, right? I love you. That's you know, the rock. You know yeah. who would have some sick fatalities? Who? Ganondorf. <laughs> Ganondorf. <laughs> All right, let's okay. go with it. Yeah. What are his Does fatalities? he turn into a dragon sure. like Liu Kang? I don't know. Ganondorf. That's my that's my choice. I wasn't thinking of fatality. When you first said that, I thought Gandalf from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Ganondorf. Yeah, like, like, no, you know who had, would have some sick fatalities? John Wick. You know what? Oh. It, it is coming to the switch. Oh, John Wick. Hey, we're on John Wick now. No, sorry. <laughs> One of his fatalities is his dog dying. And then he just goes oh, crazy. What? <laughs> that oh, no. His fatality is his dog dying. Oh, no. And then he if, just goes crazy. Which one? He's he lost like three dogs. If anybody friendships him, all his dogs come back to life. Yeah. Huh? Using the power of magic or whatever they sure. use in, in Mortal Kombat. Oh, man. That would be a good one. Yeah, man. They should add John Wick to Mortal Kombat. <laughs> he would play like, I don't know the characters' names, uh, but he would play like that Bomb Squad guy. Mm-hmm. What was his name? I don't know. R- Riker? Riot? From what? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what let's, is let's happening? Get that, let's Mortal get that Kombat guy game. we can't remember. Yeah. Okay, he was oh, like a striker. Thank you, uh, Riker. Yeah. Close. Yeah. I mean, he was in the yeah. Next Generation, but whatever. Yeah, Star Trek guys, you're probably all too young. <laughs> they also had a roster leak. I'm not going to ruin it for everybody, yeah, yeah, but a lot of the people that you expect are showing up with with a few surprises. I also don't think it's the full roster. It seemed like there were like five that we don't know about. Ed yet, Boone was but, yeah. pretty pissed about that on Twitter. He was, he? he was being jokey about it. But eh, I'm sure yeah. he's annoyed. There's yeah. always a nugget of truth, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking truth of it. speaking of leaks, I was. I thought you were gonna say something else. Speaking of speaking of nugs. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> like Brandon. I don't know what you mean, Destin. Can you explain that to me? We're in San Francisco. Uh, <laughs> What's a nug? Speaking of leaks, I was super impressed uh, with the fact that 
<laughs> I've ruined this show. <laughs> I was su- <laughs> just get it all out. Ryan McCaffrey is gonna come back. I told he's gonna be like, what have you guys done? <laughs> I called it train wreck, man. Uh, all right, get get the giggles out. We're Go good, ahead, boys. I'm good. We good. We're good. Yeah. It's every time I look at Steven, I look. <laughs> see, every time I look at him, he freaking makes me laugh. Okay. Back on topic. Yep, yeah. we're good. Um, I was super impressed that Apex Legends managed to keep that game under wrap, or Apex Legends respawn managed to keep Apex Legends under wrap for the most part. Yeah, it yeah. did leak well, like they had, well until it, they had the event. It yeah, did leak a couple event. days before, yeah. but like, I mean, sorry, you didn't you couldn't see my hands. for years for years. Yeah, right? yeah. I think, I think I think the fact that it was leaked two days before release could be a record for like <laughs> yeah. the closest <laughs> but i mean you invite a bunch of press you and then yeah. you invite a bunch of you know like influencers influencers yeah. and i think ea calls them game changers mm-hmm. um and ea has their own uh wing of people that they actually bring in specifically to work on ea titles so those are right. ea game changers influencers are just regular youtubers yeah, yeah. not part of that just program. regular youtubers well or or just influencers right yeah. not part of that program necessarily got it okay mm-hmm. uh so yeah i mean you invite a bunch of people in a room like let's roll on the dice you know yeah yep. and i'm good. i'm so glad that it that the game still did well because i remember when the game got leaked and everyone was like it's a Timefall Battle Royale. It's not Timefall 3. There's no tie-ins. Like, yeah. this game's going to suck. But yeah. That, I, was, that was the narrative had, for a couple of That days. was the narrative, yeah. I thought the exact same thing, and then I played one game. Yes. And I'm like, I get it. I'm in. I'm yeah. sold. Yeah. 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 And I totally. think that's the reaction most people have. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing it over, over the weekend, and it was like, oh, there's, like, these rumors. And, and then somebody had said it was called Apex. It was like, it was like as the day went on, it was like you get more and more info. It's 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 respawn battle royale titanfall universe and then it was like and then it was apex and i was like oh no and then finally it was just like 60 players and i was like oh, okay the cat's out of the bag <laughs> like, we're <Yeah>. done <laughs> they 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 got it i'm really i'm really glad they decided to call it apex legends as well because it's a play on sort of the titanfall universe like in titanfall 2 the apex predators are like this collection of mercenaries that are basically hunting you down yeah, yeah. um and i guess story-wise one of those guys after the wars were over decided People still love to watch fighting, you know. So I'm going to start this game show, and, and then I guess he went on to to found it. So that was it's a cool little like universe tie-in. I got to watch all the BTS stuff that you guys did. Actually, I also have no idea how we got back on Apex Legends, but we I'm going to roll with it we because I, mean, I, I love I love that game. How are we doing? We got uh, oh we got yeah. plenty of time. Yeah, we do have plenty of time. And you are to talk. May about, I just say that you are knocking through our itinerary right now? I'm, I'm, a, I'm a task <laughs> itinerary manager. Yeah. Task you, master. you are yeah. just point by point. <laughs> yeah, I'm proud. Thanks, Brandon. You're welcome. Moving on. Hey. Obsidian's The Outer Worlds will be a meaty RPG, but don't expect it to be Fallout New Vegas kind of big. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, the press release says people think it's more of an open sandbox of a game. Like, oh, they're going to be able to go anywhere on any of the planets. No, said Kane. People are speculating like hundreds of hours of gameplay. Mm -hmm. And no, when asked if players could beat the game in 15 to 40 hours, the developers said... That would be a reasonable guess. Boyarski compared it to the size of one of its most popular games, saying it's probably roughly comparable to maybe like a KOTOR 2 size game, maybe a little bit smaller than that. They also emphasized that this game is being made as a highly replayable experience and that the time it takes players to finish the game will vary drastically depending on their play style. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we know that they made South Park Stick of Truth, which was 12 Awesome hours, according to the runner show. Nobody should freak out about this. KOTOR 2 sized is plenty with Tim Kane on board, and it should hopefully be written really well. Brandon, have you? do you know anything about this or about the writing style that uh, we should expect? <clears throat> yeah, I, I went and did the pre-coverage of it, um, I want to say right before the Game Awards. I think that's yeah. when it was announced. Uh, yeah, I, I think I said this much in my preview. Um it it is not going to be like a super open world like big thing it's going to be a uh sort of more focused experience uh-huh. um and depending on how you play it uh things will i mean you can go sneaky archer i mean obviously it's in the future but you know like sneaky archer like your standard sort of sneaky character or your you know guns a blazing guy yeah. or your uh persuasion guy and i think that's what ryan was alluding to i don't know i didn't talk to him before he wrote yeah. that um the writing in this game is very good. It's is it? it's cool. it's funny, but it's like kind of dark funny. Mm-hmm. 
Um, whereas if you guys are a big nerd like me and play all the RPGs, you know there's usually like the heroic persuasion character or the dastardly persuasion character. Um, the Outer Worlds has just like a dumb character persuasion yeah. mode <laughs> where like you can just say the most the stupidest things to your friends and then for the rest of the game they will never let you live it down <laughs> or like you're talking to an npc and he's like i don't know i think there are monsters in there and you can be like maybe they're friendly and they're like that's not a smart thing to say uh so go ahead like why don't you go ahead and walk in there and let me know what you think so i'm mm-hmm. i'm excited for this game it seemed kind of like a breath of fresh air um but it, that was many projects ago, so you should go check out the preview if you're curious about it. <laughs> I'm absolutely sleeping on this one. I, I saw their trailers. It looks like there's some different characters and styles that you mm-hmm. can pick or maybe customize. But uh, beyond that, it, it hasn't done a good job of selling me because I don't really know what kind of experience I'm getting into. Uh, and that's that's my only critique to it. Like, uh, I think I just need to see a little bit more gameplay. Mm-hmm. And to get like really invested, but it has it checks off all the marks for me. Yeah, I like, think good storytelling takes place in space, customizable characters space. that super that, big options. Yeah, yeah. it's it. It's I mean, got space. Important. It's yes. important. <laughs> it's fun because the setting is essentially uh, what happens when the inevitable, like in our real world, happens, where corporations basically buy space travel mm-hmm. and they go and make planet Starbucks. You know. Oh. So, like, you are basically going to this planet owned by a number of different corporations, and your entire identity is driven by who you work for and what you do for them. Oh, wow. And the better corporations have, like, the better standing, and, mm-hmm. the re- like, there's corporations that make everything but make it really crappy. And so, like, their gear always breaks, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. So there's a lot of, like, cool design elements influenced by the narrative, which is something I always appreciate in games. Because you can tell me what's happening, but like unless you see it in the world, it's tough to really get behind that. And Outer Worlds, to me at least, it seemed like they were moving in in a right direction with that. Yeah, that's so unrealistic. IGN.com, biggest gaming website on the world. Anyway, I so- want to live on planet Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah uh, it's it's really not that far fetched. No, know? not at all. Uh, it's got it does have like a Firefly kind of aspect to it. If you guys liked that show, yeah, yeah. it's sort of it's sort of like you're on the. The outer worlds, if you will. I like these. You're fun... on like the edge of space, and like there are no real rules except for the corporations and mm-hmm. all that. You can have a lot of fun with uh, fun, believable fictions yeah. set far in the future, but like, like uh, idiocracy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's the negative outcome and of it. Kind of, yeah. It kind of had a, like a yeah. little bit of the idiocracy vibe to it. Mm-hmm. Like this is the future, and like the predictable, like lowest common denominator won out. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. What are you gonna Steve, do, Stephen? Do you know anything about this at all? No, but I mean, I loved, absolutely loved KOTOR 1 and KOTOR 2. Oh, mm, And cool. it's been a very long time since I played an RPG. I think KOTOR 2 might have been the last RPG I've ever played. Oh. But that, to this day, wow. KOTOR 1 is my favorite game of all time. Oh, of wow. and all time. the game with the longest title of all time. <laughs> Star Wars, the <laughs> Star Knights of the, the Old Republic, Republic 2, colon, the Sith Lords. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So if that game is anything like that, I would probably give it a chance. I'm uh, like whenever I think about Kotor and Kotor two, I think of how long I spent like trying to get all my team members and party members like aligned with my dark side, light side. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God. It's been a while since I played a game like that, and that actually sounds pretty exciting. Uh, hearing Brandon talk about it, yeah. you know, Kotor two, I believe, is now on backwards compatibility. Nice. This is an Xbox show, so we should KOTOR probably three. Please make it Kotor three. Yeah, I don't know. They, that's so muddy now. Like, I wonder how that would even come about, right? Because Obsidian made KOTOR, oh. but now EA has the license with Star Wars. Stealth and now shit. Disney and Lucas are involved. As, or, or Lucas well, has always been involved, now, but like, now Disney's involved. And wow. now Obsidian, anything going forward after it's, Outer Worlds would be first party to Xbox. Uh, well, maybe not first party, but definitely like published and gone through mm-hmm. Microsoft as well. And I only say that because like Microsoft bought Minecraft, and Minecraft is still on everything. So. Right, but Minecraft existed on everything before. Correct. They bought them. Yes. Yeah. I'm just. I, I'm just thinking. It seems like Microsoft is opening up this idea where they're not just the Xbox, as far as their gaming mm-hmm. division is concerned, they're not just the Xbox company anymore. They are Xbox and PC, which means yes, you might have to buy everything through the Microsoft Store, but it does seem like in the past they have thought about, you know, it's not just locked to one. Company. Yeah, it's not just locked to the to the Xbox. They've thought about in the past like more platforms, more revenue, you know. So it seems like maybe they're thinking of a case by case basis. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Quick poll of the panel. Who likes Halo? I do. Yeah, Sex. sorry, Brandon. What? Brandon, no, you're sorry, out. What? Halo. 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 Yes, yeah, of course. I love Halo. Halo. All right. Everyone loves. Halo. Who likes Disneyland? You are 
Oh man, I do. You are do setting you? this thing up. You guys, people are gonna imagine do. if both of those things were married together to create <laughs> an epic Halo experience. Wait, the well, guys who make Fortnite? No. <laughs> <laughs> not, not that epic. There's going to be a traveling Halo experience making it making its way around the U.S. this summer. Halo Outpost Discovery is headed to five major cities in the U.S. and will allow visitors to explore a Halo ring, get up close and personal with a real-life warthog, battle fellow recruits in an epic laser tag arena, experience thrilling in-universe encounters with the latest simulation and VR technologies, and much, much more. Anyway. You know who you sound like right now? Still going. You sound like the movie announcer from South Park. I, that's that's what I do. <laughs> Rab Schneider is. I love it. I love the voice that they do. Uh, this is a real thing. They're gonna have Mark. We were watching uh, yeah. the Xbox yeah. show, and, and you I was were like, like, "What is it?" And I was like, "Yeah." Ow. And then I'm like, like, "There's roller coasters." <laughs> Wait, so Disney like, okay. is doing this. Uh, the, no, the Halo team's no. doing it. It's just because yeah. it's like a theme park. It's like oh. a moving. It's like a carnival. The Disney yeah. thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's the Disneyland, but Halo. Gotcha. But Halo. Except and no, the Disney. The, Disney's not involved in it's anyway. It's the county fair of Disneyland. Yeah, yeah. Was, it's it sounds more like a fair than a, like a theme park. Well, <laughs> well, these events will take place in an over three hundred thousand square foot area. And will also allow visitors to play and compete in titles in the Halo franchise, attend panels, meet the creators and special guests, learn how the Halo universe is made, learn how to live stream and cosplay, participate in an escape room, and so much more. I mean, so we're going to this, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely. That yeah, I, cool. 100% going. So July 5th, it's in Orlando. July 19th, Philadelphia. August 2nd, oh, Anaheim. Chicago. August 16th, Houston. And August 30th, Anaheim. I feel like Anaheim's the only one that we would... I think the problem yeah. is, is... I mean, Houston is during... existed for so long by then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a good that point. Is, you gotta go to the good, first one that in is Florida. A good point. Well, DeFridis could go to the Florida one. There you go. You know? Maybe what do you? I mean, take any... your vacation on July fifth to seventh. Oh yeah. Also, can three yeah. of us come also along? Come do some work. Take, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure she'll love hearing that her personal vacation home <laughs> is going to be consisting of going to the Halo County Fair. What do you think the age demographic will be at this? This is a great question because uh, Halo I'm is Halo's be now an older. So I'll be there. Halo, Dustin aside. <laughs> I mean, like, I assume anyone under 23 like doesn't really have any Halo time. I'd love to learn how to three. I'd love to learn how to better live stream and cosplay. I already got the cosplay Dead Space thing going for Answer me. Answer the yeah. question, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin, I would kill to see you in a Halo cosplay. Oh, like, I want to see that's you. That's easy though. They, there's so many outfits that you can just buy. No, I want to see you make a Mark Mjolnir Mark V armor out of cardboard and then spray paint it green. <laughs> Holy crap! I never knew I needed that to be in my an life. ODST. Yeah, you could be an ODST as well. I'm sure there's templates online, actually. To yeah, I, I think I could do it. Yeah, um, and make I, I it think, not terrible. I think the idea is it's supposed to be like a, a for all ages because it's like cosplay to live streaming to to VR fun to I, laser I think it's, tag. Yeah, I think it's uh twenty something, so late teens to early twenties. It's, like, it's so interesting to me. And then like, me to us, you hear Halo. That's like the holy grail, right? But then like you have yeah. people in in their late thirties, like mm-hmm. who are dads or mothers who have families like all right kids we're gonna go to this halo thing and they have no idea what that is that's a really great point because halo 5 you know it was what it was mm-hmm. uh it it was uh, arguably the lowest point in the the halo series yeah <clears throat> um so it's not a property that really resonates with people in the last 10 years yeah. so if you have i mean when do you start remembering video games like mm-hmm. seven eight sometime around there so you're talking you have 18 year olds now who they're you know, kind of no gauge about how awesome Halo used to be. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure, like, what the demographic and it's, is. And it's to the point where they knew, they know how awesome it used to be because, like, the combat and mm-hmm. PvP, but they don't know the story. Yeah. And I feel mm-hmm. like that is a huge draw, too, because you don't really get that story in Halo 4 and 5. You had to play 1, it's, 2, it's 3, It's a different story. Yeah. I actually really liked Halo 4's story. Mostly, Me, too. Mostly because um, I don't know if you guys played Halo Three. Obviously, dumb question. Um, did you guys check out the terminals in Halo Three? Yes. Like you found them all. Oh yeah. The story in those terminals is some of I think like the best world building that I've ever read. Mm-hmm. Um, and four kind of directly plays off the conversations between the librarian and the didact in that, and then the conversation between Gravemind and I think it was Mendicant Bias. Um, 
that's sort of where Halo 4 lives, and I loved that. And then Halo 5 decided they were going to take it in some sort of insane Gundam direction, and that, that's kind of where they left. Yeah, I hope, that, I hope Infinite really brings it back home to the rings, to the, mm-hmm. the fights that you have on there with the Flood and taking them More out. What if, it's, what if it's a game just set in the Halo universe throughout like all recorded history? You play in different parts. It would be pretty easy to like, would be add a time infinite. manipulation thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know they've so, said it. Not they've said crazy. it's a dire- direct sequel to five, right? Or it, it is. Successor yeah, to five. so that's so that's like, part of it. It He's will like be wearing his old armor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could see how used. how story wise they get to that point though, right? Yeah. Well, where, where like because at the end of five, doesn't he take the gear off, or was that four? No, that was four. I don't remember. But like it would be easy. Oh, he goes his back. Oh, you see like his eyes, right? Yeah, and they're all yeah gooey. Yeah. <laughs> but no, in five he's like gone rogue basically, and that's why the other fire team has I mean, to go gone rogue. Yeah, well, uh, he's basically lost it. He's like obsessing over Cortana, trying to find her. Well, he's trying to find her, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, it's for the, it's it's one of those things where you're like the uh, the antihero almost, where it's like what you're doing is best for the universe. Yeah, but like the laws of man say that they got to rein you in, you know. And so it's it's really sort of like so it becomes Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the UNSC trying to like. Bring him into heel, and he's like, "No, it's like but Captain America." I, yeah, the it's it's go. basically Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we're gonna. I'm almost positive. Find out more about Halo Infinite at E3, and I oh, cannot yes. wait. Yeah. Yes, please. Oh yeah, with the, with this whole idea that they have like the stage to themselves. Oh my! Of course, they're gonna come out and mm-hmm. like, you know, Dude. show off the biggest game they got coming out. Just I know, I know, like. Microsoft and Sony are usually on different days or different times, um, but God, I would love like a, just a two-hour conference mm-hmm. in Microsoft. Just being like, we play what E three? No, no. Uh, I actually have some sad news to talk about. Uh, this has not been confirmed yet. I was looking on my phone just a little bit ago. I apologize to my co-host for doing that, but I wanted to make sure nothing had developed. But uh, Activision Blizzard is reportedly planning on a large number of layoffs that may have happened by the time that you hear this. Uh, no updates literally as we're recording, though. Uh, job cuts that could number in the hundreds following slowing sales for the company responsible for such titles as Call of Duty and Overwatch. And we also know that Destiny separated from them earlier this year. As reported by Bloomberg, the announcement of these layoffs could arrive as early as Tuesday and are part of a restructuring aimed at centralizing functions and boosting profit. Kotaku's Jason Trier has also reported that these layoffs are expected to be primarily in non-game development departments, such as publishing, marketing, and sales. Trier also commented that these layoffs may mostly occur within Blizzard, shifting some of those roles to Activision proper, further reducing Blizzard's autonomy. Uh, if, if this does happen, it seems like it might... Uh, uh, anybody, anybody who's affected by it, of course, our heart goes out to you and... Um, yeah, we wish you the best. And if anybody's looking to hire anybody, just be on the lookout in the next few days because there's going to be some incredibly talented people on the market potentially. Uh, yeah, if you are a game developer and you listen to Unlocked, first of all, thank you. And if you're affected by this, check out uh, Mitch Dyer, an old yep. an old yep. member of IGN who now uh, is writing, wrote the Battlefront story. Um, he has posted a really awesome list, super comprehensive of. Yeah, it's of, like this yeah. working spreadsheet. It's a living document of, of like- just openings yeah, <laughs> of studios who are hiring so so please check that out yeah so what is where does this leave activision that's the question that's posed on the run of show what are they investing in what will make them money besides call of duty if anything and how much are they going to mess with blizzard's culture because that that's a little bit of a, a dangerous area like blizzard invested hugely in overwatch and of course they have their world of warcraft money partnered for the call of duty and destiny to launch on their launcher and uh yeah do, what what do you guys think they're doing here i have no clue this is really it, weird it's really me. hard to like speculate on like why a ton of people are about to lose their jobs if yeah. that's going to happen you would assume it has something to do especially since it's like marketing and stuff like that that it's people that were put in place to work uh for destiny and now that destiny is no longer a part of those companies then it's kind of like okay well if you can't find a job somewhere else, then we, you know, but again, who knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I don't want to speak out of turn. I'm not sure what's happening. Um, but the idea that, sorry, excuse me. The idea that um, the number of jobs lost could be in the hundreds yeah. Yeah. S- says more to me that this isn't sort of a, uh, 
uh, based on like one game. It's mm-hmm. it's based on um, something's going on. In redu- reducing overhead to mm-hmm. compensate for a lack in revenue. Yeah. yeah. They also just had a change in like high levels at the company, and mm-hmm. whenever that happens, you know, sometimes this reshuffling happens. But uh, <clears throat> I don't know what's going. Down, yeah. yeah, I don't know really what's going on here. They ditched Destiny, huge investment there. Um, they still have the Call of Duty franchise, and yeah, that makes money, but it doesn't make as much as like a World of Warcraft two would or or something like that. And if it, this is going to impact Blizzard, that's it's just, it's just a crappy story to report on. Yeah. It, it sucks whenever people are going to lose their jobs, especially in the hundreds. Yeah, of course. And, uh, you know, it's not fun at all. So mm. It's just so surprising to me because Blizzard has always been so... I mean, if I'm wrong, then please correct me, but my understanding of Blizzard as a, a company and a culture is they've always been sort of autonomous. Mm-hmm. They don't mind spending money in order to make a great game, you know? Yeah, they more will- like Overwatch League. Like, yeah. it's like, hey, we're going to make a league for our game, and it's just this, like, huge arena. <laughs> yeah, they've essentially created a sports league for yeah. a video game. Yeah. Um, and housing, right? And training. And, yeah. Right. Chefs. and Production stuff. of it. Yeah. They built an arena. Um, yep. It's crazy to me that a company that would is totally fine taking five, six, ten years to put out a game, the next game in a series, mm-hmm. um, is sort of now worried about cutting costs you know mm-hmm. so I, dramatic I, I, shift i don't know how much of this is like activision's influence or the umbrella company activision blizzard that owns mm-hmm. both companies now um well let's not also forget those changes of management like mike yeah. morhaim is not like the head anymore he, he stepped down, it's yeah. starting to make sense like why all these shifts have been happening why why people have been you know finding other avenues of employment and such early on and i can't yeah. imagine how terrible it must feel because these are like all rumors at this point still yeah. mm-hmm. and it's not confirmed yep. like i believe they're having their earnings call at 5 p.m today yeah so it's like you hear all these rumors and you have to wait until 5 p.m to find out if you still have a job or not like mm-hmm. must be rough yep yeah. i hope that's not the case well, check out check out mitch dyer's thing the silver lining is there are a lot of people looking for talented people and if you've been working in activision blizzard you have an excellent resume and i wish you the best of luck in all the future we're gonna move on to the loot box John from Des Moines, Iowa asks, what is slash are some of your favorite video game scores and soundtracks? This is a really good one for you, Mark. Yeah. You were hyped about this last week. What is mm-hmm. one of your favorite songs? I was just hyped me? because uh, Des Moines, Iowa. I used to live there. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it's where I went to uh, kindergarten there. Kindergarten? Yeah. My, my brother and my dad still live in Iowa. Oh, I thought you were California born in always stayed i wasn't even born in california i was born in kansas you learned something new (laughs) it's a a weird day uh yeah so i was thinking about it last week and man video game music is so good uh i'd rather just say like certain soundtracks so like uh i've never played this is really funny to say on an xbox podcast i've never played ori in the blind forest Mm -hmm. i've also never played metal gear solid 5 oh i cannot stop listening to either of their soundtracks (laughs) they are so good and i've never even played the games uh but then it's like games like uh that aren't as good as as you know the 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 games that aren't as good as their music is something like Beyond Two Souls, which mm. is not that great of a game, but has really good music. Video game music's great, <laughs> super great. Here's my here's my pick, really quick. If you have not listened to Donkey Kong Country Two Sticker Brush Symphony, Ooh. Google that right now. Go listen to it. It's a phenomenal track. That is just one of of many pieces of music that I like in video game. But that is the one that comes to my mind when you Donkey talk Kong Country Two's music. music is like. Mm-hmm. Some of the best music on Super Nintendo. Yeah. It's crazy how good the soundtrack for that game Man, is. I, excellent. Okay. I'll go check it out. <laughs> I, so I never, it, without your guys' recommendation, I would have never listened to it. But What's some of your favorites? Um, I like a lot of, <laughs> surprise, I like a lot of RPG music. Um, mm-hmm. I like to listen to it when I write. It's mostly instrumental and vocals uh, without lyrics. Uh, the Witcher 3 is one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard in my entire life. I also, are you doing this right now? He's going to play it. Are you blown up? I have spot? to listen to it now. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> it's so loud. That was louder than your BAM. Sorry, sorry. This sounds terrible. I highly recommend listening to it, not this way. <laughs> can we just pretend we're doing this and the producer can put it in in post? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Let's there get to the good part. <laughs> what is no, happening? No, it's just happening. <laughs> it's, it's... I can't turn it off now. Anyway, Ryan it's a great song. so pissed. It's much better than what I just ruined. Uh, <laughs> I yeah. 
Sorry, Brandon. Yeah, no, it's I don't remember. You know when words. you get a song stuck you're in your head about and the you're like, I have to listen to this, and then I ruined your moment. I was talking about The Witcher. Sorry, Witcher. <laughs> Witcher's real good. Anyway, uh, yeah, The Witcher Three, uh, one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard. If you like um, sort of RPG instrumental stuff like that, also check out Wrath of the Lich King by World of Warcraft. Ooh, it's got nice. one of the best soundtracks I've also ever heard. Particularly, there's a track on there called Dalaran, something that's amazing. Um, Hellblade's got a great soundtrack. Uh, it's actually Assassin's Creed Odyssey has an amazing soundtrack I've yes. been listening to lately. Yeah, um, it's sort of a little more upbeat and tempo wise. All the Assassin's Creed games are are pretty known for their music. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Uh, Hellblade has a crazy like if you if you like bands like The Knife or um, like if you watch Vikings, the theme song to that is very reminiscent of Hellblade. Um, yeah, just like a Darkest Dungeon. Like there's a there's a bunch of great games out there that I listen to just on YouTube as I, as I write and just the, uh, queue up the playlist. The 360 version of Chronicles of Riddick, Escape from Butcher Bay, like the remake of it, had this really awesome metal song in it, actually. Like, it was just a, a track. Like yeah. from, I think it was developed specifically for the game. Don't quote me on that, though. Steve, Steven, do you have any? Steven only listens to Apex Legends jump music <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> yeah. That's all he listens to. Easy. You're really good at games, but uh-huh. uh, do you also appreciate the, the subtlety of music? Do you have any favorites from oh, that time? It's easily Halo. Yeah, like, yeah, I remember. Yeah. Like you just open the game and you hear that chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Dude, well, and then there's stuff game. like uh, the Halo Two guitar riff on it. Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, and then there was just like songs that like they like live past the game. There's it's like remember from Halo Two mm-hmm. and believe from Halo Three. Yeah. And then something really really good. Is just the menu music from Halo Five. I remember when I was young. It's like the Gregorian chant, but then yeah. it goes on and like piano comes out of nowhere. It's so good. I remember when I was younger, I would turn on my Xbox and just Believe leave it. it on the menu title yeah. and just yeah. play it through the TV. Because back then we didn't have like mm-hmm. Spotify or iTunes or whatever. <laughs> but God, those are those are good memories. That reminds yeah. me. Did you you so did you really all have music? Do you all have an original Xbox? Yes. Yeah, I okay. still have mine. So do I. Yeah. Um, if you leave it on and it's on that screen, that green screen, uh, it has you this music. Has this kind of menu music behind yeah, yeah. it? But no, there's this sound effect that comes in, and it sounds like a guy talking over a radio. But it's like, really? yeah, it's it's really <laughs> weird. And like every, I would I would do the same thing. Like when I was cleaning my room or doing homework, yeah. I would just leave the Xbox on, mm. uh, and then this guy would come on, and it sounded like. Like someone talking on a ham radio from like 300 yards away. Uh, and it, it would always scare the crap out of me. Like I thought there was oh, a cop funny. outside the window or something with a radio on. I also want to give a quick shout out to Command and Conquer. Man, mm. those the old games, Red Alert, Red Alert 2, Hell March, those songs. It, like, it just like didn't fit the theme. It's like war and stuff, but it's like... Like it's it, it made... Yeah, Command and Conquer. It's like it made like, you, you know, you're just like waiting for your refinery to build, but at the same time, you're just like rocking out. It's yeah. So good. One of my favorite things is when they take old soundtracks or original soundtracks yeah. and they kind of not a remix, but they kind of put a different twist to it. Bionic Commando did that perfectly. Yeah, it's one of my favorite remakes. Weirdest example, but the Aladdin trailer just came out. Yeah. Oh, they had the oh, Aladdin yeah. soundtrack, but it's different. Yeah, the Prince Ali yeah. song. Yeah. yeah, I was listening to it. I was like, man, this sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everything about that trailer was great, and there's nothing wrong with anything <laughs> in it. <laughs> That's a great thing about like Star Wars trailers. When they yeah, come out, it says the guys wearing the blue shirts today. <laughs> <laughs> every time a Star Wars trailer comes out, you're hearing like this yeah. like iconic music. This iconic music get put in this like different tone yeah, reimagined for a new yeah, time it's, yeah it's great have you ever played all the Mega Man songs like from the old game have you ever played yeah. a game uh like a, a single player game even a multiplayer game with the audio off oh like i have to off? sometimes yeah yeah we, it's, it's weird yeah for a gameplay we have to do that sometimes it's weird it yeah. wholly takes you out of the immersion mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. for sure wanted to put that for out sure that. <laughs> john from des moines excellent question we love video game music you love video game music and we appreciate that you sent in that question thank you sir also he says he listens to a lot of odst which is an excellent choice. oh yeah here's what he had listed actually thanks brandon uh, i still listen to halo 3 odst tracks for relaxation uh, ryan also put down halo 2 ease book one and two lords of thunder quarantine and doom doom so, doom had great music there. too i think borbo would like like the doom remake also yeah was great mm-hmm. like yeah the megadeth track yeah <laughs> for sure oh also like tony hawk it's just like tony hawk 2 is just a great soundtrack full of like gold like 90s like songs. gold from the late 90s early mm-hmm. 2000s well it's like yeah. it's like yeah songs it's like 
tracks that you hear today because it's not it's licensed music it's not original to the game but like something like uh uh crazy taxi like you yeah. cannot listen to the offspring yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you, you instantly think of crazy taxi <laughs> another neat thing is when you're playing super smash and you're playing on the different maps and you hear all the iconic different oh, yeah. music from each game mm-hmm. I, I always thought that was pretty cool yeah. really really cool Again, thank you, John. Excellent, excellent topic for this week's episode. That is actually all we have time for today. Yeah, we did. Um, thank you for allowing me to host this episode, and I hope it wasn't too terrible for you listeners and viewers. And, yeah, it's, it, I had a really, really fun time, and I hope you got a little bit of information and had a little bit of fun with us on the show today. Mark, what yeah. are you working on? What can people see? Oh, no, I'm to say, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, dice, yeah, <laughs> dice working clip out. Looking at, looking at dice stuff. No, like, yeah, honestly, the stuff I'm working on right now is there's a lot of games coming out on yeah. Friday. Yeah, there sure are. Uh, and so you'll see a lot of content coming around those games. Uh, but we're not allowed to talk about anything yet. So follow me on Twitter at Mark underscore Medina. That's 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 where we'll leave it. All right, Brandon. Yeah. What, what you doing, dude? How's it going? Yeah, what's up, man? Yeah, let's go. I'm real tired. All right. Uh, I'm reviewing a game I can't talk about right now. Um, so when I can talk about it, I will. But mm-hmm. right now, I'm just, I got more reviewing to do. Glad you don't crack under pressure, buddy. Thanks, man. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell. Um, Good God. That's it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Steven, what are you working on? Uh, working on Apex Legends. Uh, just made the ranking every Apex Legends video. Uh, a lot of strong comments on that. Mm-hmm. Check it out if you are an Apex Legends fan. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at S-T-E-V-R-Y-U, Stevru. Cool. Yeah. I'm doing the management thing still, believe it or not. They haven't let me go yet. But I'm also working on those Javelin profiles that I'm going to get done someday. I actually did all the selects yesterday <laughs> for for the Ranger. I'm going to get that done. Anthem's coming out at the end of the week. Yeah. Uh, if you want to follow my personal stuff, I still stream twitch.tv slash the Destiny channel every Tuesday and Thursday at 8. is guaranteed, but I've been playing a ton of Apex, and I suck at it. So if you want to see the nicest guy, believe it or not, in Apex Legends, that's that's my hook. I'm just oh, really? I'm going into random games and I'm just being incredibly nice to everybody. That's, yeah, dude, positivity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to spread. 2019, the year of like, positivity. Like, hello, everybody. I would uh, appreciate it if I could take Bloodhound this round. He's one of my favorites. If not, really? I understand. Yes, it's really fun. And and it's, I don't I, I've it. won like five games with randoms. Cool. One. It's really really great. Anyway, I don't. How does Ryan do the outro? That's it for this week, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye for now. It's pretty good. Guardians out. <laughs> oh. <laughs>